This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, today's show, today is uh, Thanksgiving. And I'm going to, in my own special way, uh, kind of uh, deconstruct some of the cultural messages we get about gratitude. And uh, I'm going to tie in forgiveness. So this is going to be an exploration of gratitude and forgiveness. And I'm going to explain to you, I guess, maybe some of the spiritual principles uh, behind uh, the link uh, between these uh, two concepts and these two um, things that are are actually very important for people to explore. First, uh, we're going to start with a couple of announcements. Um, If you are experiencing Mercury retrograde stress or Saturn in Scorpio stress, uh, both of these things are happening in Scorpio. And uh, so while the sun as of uh, yesterday has entered Sagittarius, we still have an emphasis in this scorpionic intensity. The transiting north node still there, and things might be heating up for you as far as uh, digging below the surface and finding out uh, what really makes you tick. One of the things about Scorpio is that it shows us things that are rather difficult to handle and experience. And so uh, I'm going to recommend if you find yourself stressed out right now, especially if you are traveling or uh, visiting loved ones with whom there might be some unresolved issues, the remedy is the uh, Taurus full moon call from October 29th. These uh, full moon calls with the Ascended Master Jehudi are incredibly valuable long after uh, the actual call occurs. So you can go to my uh, homepage tdjacobs.com and see in the right-hand column a link to uh, to read about that and order the mp3. It's on a donation basis, uh, flexible. I want to get the word out to as many people. It's an hour-long uh, meditative approach to grounding and uh, releasing energies that don't work for you and basically um, getting clear. Uh, the Taurus remedy for Scorpio is incredibly important, and uh, that call was uh, done right around the time of the Taurus full moon, so, so the energy is, so to speak, harnessed on that recording. Um, the other announcement is uh, until December 15th, I'm doing a reading sale, $25 off a 60-minute reading. So you want to check that out at tdjacobs.com. And um, so then we move into gratitude and forgiveness. And I have five questions for you. Um, well, let's see if I'm going to read them all together or one by one. I think I'm going to read them all together and then explore them in turn and do some uh, my my little brand of uh, tangents and diversions that flesh out the story. First question, what are you grateful for? That's a question that we're all uh, challenged to ask sometimes, and, and this is a great time to think about it. Second question, what are you willing to be grateful for? A variant, a little different. Third question, what have you forgiven? The fourth question, what do you need to forgive? And the fifth one, what are you willing to forgive? So we're talking about the reality of gratitude and forgiveness, but also the two questions, what are you willing to be grateful for and forgive? This uh, this calls up the fundamental principles that are behind everything I do. And I, I got a comment after last week's show where, Somebody said that that really somebody who knows my work very well um, has had readings with me and taken classes and and knows me pretty well, and said that show really reflects all of what you do. And I think part of that has to do not just with exploring the soul's journey soundbite and you know speaking with a client and talking about her chart and bringing all that up, but I think it also has to do with me talking about some of the, I guess you might say, underpinnings of what I do. And I mentioned that uh, 
the tutoring student I had who, who talked about my open arms approach. And I said, you know, compassion is really the name of the game, and we can't have clarity if we're not compassionate. And that, so I think that that was part of the reason uh, why, you know, my friend said that about the show. But now when we talk about gratitude and forgiving. I want to, I want you to understand that. And so this is a little less about astrology this week. That's my little caveat. I want um, you to really be clear that I do spiritual work, and astrology is one tool. I do work to teach you about how to understand yourself and others as energetic beings, and that requires that there's some kind of um, you know paradigm uh, in which I'm working. So there, there is a link between gratitude and forgiveness because these relate to how we flow with energy. If you notice uh, when you meet people who have uh, who seem to be very forgiving and very, uh, we might say kind or generous or something like this, when we find these people, they're flowing. They're flowing with life. It doesn't mean that they are uh, wishy-washy or doormats or you know, not not real, not alive, not present. But it means that they're not going to be attached to a lot of the kinds of things that happen. And they're going to let life flow around them and within them. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting approach. And I, um, I've been thinking about this for a long time and obviously uh, putting it or apparently putting it into, into play as much as I can in, in my own world. But to have that student uh, reflect that to me, you know, she asked me about the open arms approach. And I said, well, I wasn't quite sure because we were doing a tutoring thing and she was asking me about the ways that I analyze charts and getting more specific about the South Node ruler and the South Node and Pluto and, and different uh, aspects of the uh, the karmic story in a chart. So I wasn't quite sure what she meant and then she contextualized it and I, and I realized that it was all about the compassion. Now, I can be an astrologer without compassion, you know. The effect I have is probably going to be less, right? The the ways that the teachings reach you are probably going to be limited. And also, if I'm not compassionate, my own personal vibration, which you're listening to right now, the energy that comes through my, my voice resonating in my whole being together, uh, it won't strike you. You won't keep listening to the show. You won't be interested in what I'm going to say because it won't offer you anything beyond what your mind can consume. So I can be an astrologer. I can be a psychic medium. Actually, I, I couldn't really be a medium or a channel without compassion. And that's one of the things I want to explain to you today uh, a little later. Um, so what are you grateful for? If you can take a bird's eye view on what you've experienced and learn how to see the thing to be grateful for in it, you empower yourself as a human, and this is one of the reasons why I do this work and why I paint a broad picture of your karmic journey so you can see where you've been and understand what your soul intends that you learn. For example, I guess we'll bring a little astrology in. For example, in anyone's Pluto journey, the, the empowerment journey that soul sets out for the human, there's this, uh, there's this thing about being strong or not being strong. Exploring life, you know, through strength and the appearance of a lack of strength. We could look at that as feeling powerful and feeling powerless, you know, the two sides of the same coin. And uh, if you can accept with gratitude, for example, that experiences you have had that have made you feel powerless are important teachings for your soul, as uh, the divine learning through the human lens, then you don't carry around the feeling of disempowerment through them. You're able to have gratitude for what your soul, what goddess and God, divine source, divine intelligence, all that is, et al., or et cetera, what uh, the great spirit has set out for you to experience. And the reality is, and this is where you just kind of have to trust me, <laughs> the reality, uh, as far as I can tell, I should say it that way, is that each experience, both empowering and disempowering, in fact, serve the learning journey of the soul. And the soul is um, observing all the things you experience, uh, positive, negative, healthy, unhealthy, happy, unhappy, and is learning, which is the game of being here. 
the whole point of being here. So, you know, you're Pluto's in the 10th house natally, and you have had experiences where you've been shamed at work. Maybe you confided in somebody and word spread and something personal about you got out and you were shamed. Perhaps you felt like you had to leave that job just to retain your dignity. From the soul's perspective, that is an incredibly important learning experience about what happens when you trust in a public place. Now, your human self might say, I shouldn't have done that. I would never do that again. I picked the wrong person. I shouldn't reveal any truth about myself. But the soul is having you figure out how to become confident while being honest in some kind of public forum. So if you're telling a secret to a coworker, like the energy from soul is that you're supposed to be who you are and honestly reveal who you truly are in the workplace. So you, you don't know that. You're just dealing with the pain. So uh, can you be grateful for the learning experiences that your soul has set out for you? It's challenging for many of us. It's very, very challenging. Uh, by the same token, that Pluto in the 10th has you uh, changing something at your job and being uh, recognized as a confident, strong leader. It's the same symbol. It's the same intention from the perspective of the soul. So, that you know, can you be grateful? Are you willing to be grateful for your difficult experiences? Are you willing to be grateful for the times that somebody has betrayed you or let you down or when somebody refused to help you with what you wanted to accomplish, what you wanted to experience and perhaps create or share with another person? As you are traveling around or considering uh, your family experiences from the past. Uh, this brings this up uh, rather rather directly for many of us. How can I be grateful for what I experienced in my family? And uh, are you willing to be grateful for what your family has given you, even if they have not given you what you expected or asked for? Every single person has received you know, from the perspective of soul, from the perspective of the divine intelligence and all that is, every single soul has experienced wonderful gifts from family. The only way that family relationships happen are is through the um, what I call the conspiracy of love, which is uh, all these souls being in cahoots. Souls only love each other. And then we, as souls, agree to provide certain human experiences for each other and family that may not be always positive, but they serve the learning journey of the soul. Sometimes when I, when I get into this, uh, somebody will ask me about uh, child abuse or molestation and even um, adoption, the kind of, uh, you know, giving a child up for adoption, that kind of thing. And, um, all of these things suit the themes that the souls have in this conspiracy of love agreed to set up for each other. So I, I want you to adapt your perspective from something has happened to me, whether it's about family or any other experience in life. And I want you to shift that into opening up to see how it is that you as a divine being have been creating your reality with these other souls, even the difficult experiences. As I said, this is not easy to find out, you know, to find the part of us that is able to become uh, grounded and strengthened enough to uh, bring compassion out, right? To be grateful for the experiences we have had that have hurt me. It is, it is very often uh, common to have the experience of reflecting years later that, yeah, you know, that painful thing really helped me and I can see how that was important. We all have that experience, you know, whether it's a, a few months or years or decades that, that, that need to pass before we can have that uh, perspective and that clarity. And yet every experience that you have does serve the learning journey of your soul. So there's a, uh, the willingness to be grateful, the willingness, what that asks you to do is to be willing to open to see your life and your experiences and the treatment of you by others in a different way, in a new light. 
stay with me. I'm going to keep exploring these uh, these questions and themes and uh, gratitude and forgiveness uh, after we take our first break. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. 2012 is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, your host from tdjacobs.com. Uh, today is Thanksgiving, and uh, we're talking today about uh, gratitude and forgiveness. I gave you a list of questions earlier. I'm going to repeat them because I'm going to be referencing them back and forth now, just in case you're just joining us. Question number one, what are you grateful for? Number two, what are you willing to be grateful for? Three, what have you forgiven? Four, what do you need to forgive? And five, what are you willing to to forgive. As an uh, energetic being, which is the perspective that uh, comes through to me very directly from uh, the Ascended Master that I channel, Judy, or Saint Germain and Thoth and uh, Merwin, it is our natural tendency, our natural, well, our nature to flow with energy. And yet we experience energy as emotion. And we can have many difficult experiences that end up seeming to inspire us to not be open, to close down. And this uh, this this calls up um, my motivation for developing and uh, teaching a particular course, which I which I've done three times as of this recording uh, in the summer and fall of 2012. The next one, I think it's going to be in January, and it's called Energy is Money is Energy. So stay tuned for the dates of that, but, but I want to tell you about the, uh, the basic idea because this uh, is directly, d- directly related. Um, this, the course is about transforming debt and opening to receive. And we have always, uh, me, uh, you know, until we solve the issues or heal the, heal the problems, we will carry, um, perceptions of energetic credit and debt now when they're when they're directed towards ourselves right maybe i perceive i owe myself something i haven't done or given myself something that i need to do or give i can have this uh block and i can actually create debt in the world around me monetary debt if i perceive i owe you something the same exact thing if you perceive that somebody owes you something, the same exact thing, debt can actually be present in your life even though you perceive somebody else owes you something. Perhaps counterintuitive, but this was a, this was an interesting lesson that I was taken through when I was learning about these, uh, about these issues. That if you perceive you owe somebody or yourself, or you perceive that somebody else owes you something, 
these are all uh, grounds uh, for the manifestation of uh, monetary debt in your world of one kind or another. So transforming debt has to do with looking at what you think you owe somebody. The second part of the course is about opening to receive. And there are many times in life when we receive things that we don't like, we don't want, or that hurt us. For example, a, uh, an experience with that Pluto in the tent that I mentioned of a, a public Plutonian secret being coming out and causing trouble in the workplace for you. Being shamed or feeling, uh, feeling guilty about something or feeling shamed or, or humiliated about something. Well, that is a, a reflection from a community about what you need to learn. But what you have received is uh, whispers and criticism and judgment. So when you receive judgment and you don't want it, you might close down to receiving wonderful things as well. And you might even sit down in, a, in a, some kind of snazzy meditation and say, I am only willing to receive the wonderful things, etc. But uh, and, and that can work to some degree. And a lot of people do that. They say something like, I'm open to receiving what serves my highest good and the good and the highest good of all. And that's wonderful. And yet there can be blocks to receiving wonderful things if you are still holding on to emotional judgments and problems and pain about what you have received in the past. These categories, there are so many things that could be covered here. For example, um, you might have been named after somebody in your family who had a, a lot of uh, emotional baggage or, or had some difficulty in the family, perhaps somebody who even died young, uh, perhaps even a baby who, who was born before you and didn't live, and perhaps you were named after that person. Well, you have received a little bit of a mantle of energetic inheritance. You have received a bit of a context that belongs to that other person. Even if that person is living and thriving and loving and very wonderful, you have still received something. And for you to be your own person, you must explore life on your own terms and do what you need to do. So in that case, you would have received something that didn't belong to you. Even if it's honorable, it doesn't matter. It doesn't belong to you. Other times, people may criticize you. People may expect you, people in your family when you're young, they may require that you have a social, certain kind of social sphere or you're involved in certain activities or you behave in a certain way or you don't behave in other ways. All those criticisms can add up if you, if you keep them, right? They, they're cumulative if you allow them to be so. If you can understand somebody criticizing you as somebody who, in fact, probably cares about you but is in the process of trying to get you to do what they want so that they can feel like they approve of you. You know, that's actually a spiritual invitation for you to approve of yourself no matter what. But that's not, but that's not obvious, right? You're just seeing criticism. So you may have also received that kind of thing. And another time you say, you make a list of something or you, you ask somebody very specifically for something that you are very clear that you need. And the person gives you something else instead. So you have received something that is not what you asked for. That is another way that we can close to opening to receive uh, life's marvelous offerings because you don't want what you have received in the past. So again, transforming that is important. So this energy is money is energy course uh, is, is, uh, a great resource. And, uh, during the, well, so there's a, there's a, uh, almost two hour MP3 that, uh, is required to hear if you want to take the class. So you get the MP3 and it's, it's uh, $15 and it's through my site. You can go to, um, tdjacobs.com forward slash media.html and, and there's a link to jump down the page to, uh, recorded talks. And, and teachings and classes, and uh, it's it's going to be first on the list. And um, that's a, an MP3. I send it to you. You listen to it, and it contains the introductory teachings about all this stuff. And if you want to take the course, then you can register for the course. It's like uh, it saves us time instead of me trying to introduce all these teachings, right? about two hours worth of material, squeezing it in, and look at your chart during the class. We we avoid that by doing this way. 
It also uh, makes the teachings available to everybody, even those who don't want to get into their own charts. So the class itself is about looking at your own chart and getting in there and looking at uh, your karmic history and your family relationships and your relationship uh, stories and your issues with work and uh, being in the world and what you're willing to receive, what you're open to receive. So all of us ha can can access um, this uh, the answer to what have we forgiven? You know, what have you forgiven? And all of us uh, are more aware of uh, the kind of idea of what we need to forgive, what might be outstanding and what might not be um, easy to forgive. And we, we might know that we need to go there, but it might be very difficult to, to see how to get there. Also, we might not have any clue how to get there. And then this fifth question kind of opens the door for all of that. What are you willing to forgive? And when I ask these questions, I, I tend to ask a lot of questions through the work I do. And you can see that in my blog uh, quite often uh, uh, where I just ask a bunch of questions to get you thinking about where you are and what's happening for you. What are you willing to forgive? If you go into that, you will get more information about what you're holding on to and what you feel if you, you forgave it, right? things in your world that if you forgave them, that you would be sacrificing too much, that you would be giving something up and losing too much power. And uh, I invite you to open to seeing forgiveness as a way to release debris that you're carrying. But then you also have to understand that it requires that you also surrender the identity of somebody who has been wronged or hurt or betrayed or lied to or whatever it is. That's really the crux of it. Are you willing to forgive something? When the answer is no, there is an identity related to being hurt that has been generated by being hurt by somebody else. Forgiveness opens the door to gratitude, and gratitude requires forgiveness so here it is thanksgiving and uh you know you're probably thinking about family or you're with family and uh it's the it's a it's an amazing time to go through this process of, of looking at what how you're wired and what's really happening um fitting with this perspective on um gratitude and forgiveness you know this uh, particular holiday now it's a it's a family together holiday, right? Family togetherness. And uh, what we're taught in school that it's about, you know, uh, kind of giving you the the tongue in cheek jokey version. But um, well, I'm I'm going to skip the joke. We're just going to talk. I'm just going to do this. The uh, the whole thing about this uh, the mythology of the feast, you know, whether or not it's true, <laughs> the uh, the story of the joint feast between Native Americans and the uh, the pilgrims or the settlers. You know, this holiday also has a great deal of uh, twinge of bitterness and anger for a lot of people, whether, you know, they are from or associated with Native populations or, you know, lots of people now, given the way consciousness is altering with remembering past lives, many people uh, identify with the causes of Natives on this continent and others. And there's something very important about uh, acknowledging these emotional ties we have and these emotional connections and the, the sense of when people are wronged, uh, I feel wronged. You know, if I'm really in touch with my heart and feeling a member of the human community, that's true. So this holiday brings up stuff for, for, for lots of different people. And um, any kind of victimhood and any kind of hatred and resentment as a result of victimization drains you energetically. It decreases your spiritual currency, and the spiritual currency, uh, the, the, the currency of power in the universe is love. So anytime that you're holding on to a grudge, whether you are angry or just feeling powerless, whether you're bitter, resentful, all those things, uh, you're losing power. You're losing strength. You are uh, ruining your energetic immu immune system probably very slowly. So we have these uh, populations of people now in the, in the country who are descendants of people who 
were here and had this uh, travesty occur. And so this is what, from our human eyes, there's anger, bitter, bitterness, resentment, which leads to a loss of power. And uh, I'm going to invite you to adapt your view to how the souls and the divine intelligence see it. Now, that has to do with uh, change, evolution, free will, and dealing with the results of making choices through free will. And it also has to do with the opportunity for different people and groups of people to affect each other through their free will. If we look at uh, the colonization and um, the, the control and the, the kind of herding into particular places of native populations is uh, creating the reservation as a, you know, with a positive spin, a positive propaganda of, uh, you know, protecting them, but actually just kind of um, making more room for the rest of us. If we look at that, uh, there is often an emotional charge that results. And yet there, there is a collusion between souls in everything important that happens to you in your life and everybody across time. So there is a very important uh, uh, lesson in compassion and forgiveness in observing these movements, these uh, mass changes over time, and the uh, sometimes the uh, limiting uh, of of peoples and the sometimes the eradication of peoples because uh, genocide is also called up here. And you're like sons and Sagittarius is Thanksgiving. Why is he talking about this? But <laughs> this this is the this is the juice of it. This is what we have have to look at if we're going to really, truly be grateful for all of our experiences. And we have this uh, cultural inheritance uh, that's, uh, that has to do with the importance of uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, you know, I just want you to see a different perspective on how these things happen and why. Either you're like, yeah, it's, genocide. It's, it's genocide. Why is he talking about Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, you're a little surprised. It's Thanksgiving. Why is he talking about genocide? But it's... Um, it's a uh, it's one level of uh, what we might think of as the the march of history, right? If you're writing history books, you call it that, and it sounds noble. But in uh, <laughs> but and it means that you won the war. Uh, but but in general, you know, if you're writing the textbooks, it means you won the war. But in general, uh, it's uh, incredibly important to adapt our perspective because otherwise, holding grudges, as I said, uh, makes us lose power and decreases our immunity. Um, so. People have the opportunity to affect each other. Now, this is true um, with me and my girlfriend. This is true with um, uh, me and everyone in my family. And this is also true in my family group, my ethnic group, right? Souls that uh, agree to incarnate together uh, in certain contexts to play with each other and to uh, explore what it means to be human together, including nation states and masses of uh, religious type people. Uh, we have the opportunity to affect each other. Now, this is another thing where I'm asking you to trust me that uh, my pers this perspective from the ascended master, whom I whom I trust uh, trust 100, that everything that you experience in life is a co-creation of souls, and that might be easy for you to to uh, accept. But then also try out everything that a cultural, ethnic, religious, national group experiences together is also a co-creation between souls. So. There is no such thing as destiny, and as far as a divine plan, that has to do with uh, putting a bunch of people in one place that they forget that they're the divine. They forget that they're the cosmic intelligence incarnate, and uh, giving them free will and seeing what they'll do. <laughs> so, so you know, this is um, a part, this uh, experience with um, – the natives, Native Americans on this continent and uh, that Thanksgiving can bring up, also uh, Columbus Day, the uh, the wonderful holiday earlier you know, in early October uh, in which we celebrate the uh, beginning of colonization of because it was great for us, right? It's great for all the, the Europeans. Um, it's the same kind of thing where, where bitterness uh, can result, and if we do that, we lose power. So what we have... What we have seen happen uh, in this uh, particular nation, the, the U.S., um, that is, uh, you know, the beginnings of which are in part celebrated through Thanksgiving, this idea of abundance and togetherness. 
and this idea of a cross-cultural con- uh, contact. Kind of before we before we had the uh, the term manifest destiny uh, etched onto the uh, the insides of our corneas. <laughs> I like that image, but anyway, um, uh, the, that that spirit of it before the words were applied to it, and um, we have the opportunity now to observe that in the context of human civilization, in the context of the divine learning through humans making choices and acting upon each other, we have the opportunity to see that this is uh, this is uh, useful for the unfolding of the divine plan, which is exploring free will and dealing with the consequences. So all the pain that you might have, all of the difficulty that you might experience, all the bitterness and resentment you might have about uh, people who have done things to you or people who have done things to your people, uh, it's necessary if you want to evolve spiritually to get into the place where you are compassionate and and, and forgiving. In my own experience, this is, of course, unbelievably hard. So it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that is simple, uh, really, to do or understand. But it's um, this, this. This actually brings me to um, to a different a different focus here, a different level of this conversation, where somebody says to me, somebody calls me for a reading or a coaching session, and uh, says, "How can I learn to receive guidance? I know I have spirit guides." You know, somebody says, uh, "I think I'm a medium, and I want to learn how to do that. How can I do that?" Or what you do with the channeling the Ascended Master, uh, left and right, willy-nilly, it's wonderful. I, I think I kind of have the potential to do that. I want to explore that. And the answer to uh, how to do that will, dot, 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 be revealed after the second break. Stay with me. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. 2012 is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. I'm your host, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And today is Thanksgiving, and I'm talking about uh, gratitude and forgiveness. Kind of hard to explain how I got to where I'm about to go if you're just joining the show, but you can uh, get the podcast later and uh, listen. We're kind of looking at um, the processes of gratitude and forgiveness and how they're linked and looking at spiritual principles uh, that tie them together and actually looking at how gratitude uh, requires forgiveness and forgiveness opens the door to gratitude. You can go at it from either direction, but uh, if you want uh, if you want one, you have to deal with both. <laughs> if you want both, you have to deal with both. So um, before the break, I mentioned um, how, what happens when somebody – like how I reply when somebody asks me, how can I channel my guides? How can I, how can I channel? How can I open to uh, work with the spirits of the deceased in the right way? How can I receive guidance from my own team? And the, uh, the answer is you have to work through the issues you've stored in your heart. You have to deal with 
any resentments you have. You have to decide to take all of your experiences as gifts, and you have to be grateful for them. This opens the door for your heart to be an instrument of energetic flow. Not to say that you are in love with everything or you adore everything, but that might be true. <laughs> I think that's kind of a that's kind of an kind of something that does happen where when you live a heart-centered life and you process the things from the past that you've been carrying, you find yourself having compassion for people, for situations and people who even in the moment uh have just done something that hurts you. You're able to give someone the benefit of the doubt. And perhaps more importantly, most importantly, you're able to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. One of the keys to to this has to do with the ways that you treat other people is reflective of how you treat yourself. This is true. In astrology, we say as above, so below with the uh, resonances of the planets manifesting in our outward lives. And I update that to say as inside, so outside. So how we treat ourselves is how we treat other people. And, and one of the wonderful ways to observe how you think of yourself and how you treat yourself uh, in, a, in an unconscious way or in an unaware way is to look at how you treat others and what judgments do you hold and how do you hold those people in a particular place like basically uh, cementing their identity because of an opinion you have of them. If you do that in any way, it's an extension of you doing that with yourself. So how can I receive more guidance? Love yourself more. Be willing to allow yourself the benefit of the doubt. There are people who know that they are supposed to be of service. There are people who know that they're intuitive or psychic, or able to channel guides, or angels, or masters, or somebody like something like this. Uh, putting your attention on the Pluto in Virgo generation. It's births from about 1958 to 7172. So quite a number, quite a large number of people in that uh, in that subgeneration, and uh, they know they need to serve. And that's one of the one of the main uh, keywords for Virgo. Making something better, service, serving, healing, helping. And yet another one of the keywords is analysis and criticism, another set of keywords. So they might know they need to serve, but they might be so critical of themselves and others that the doorway is closed. And they might even criticize themselves for criticizing themselves. You know, if a Puerto and Virgo person asks me something like this, I know I'm supposed to serve, but uh, how do I get there? And I say, well, are you judging? Are you critical? Uh, are you are you holding others to a to a particular standard they can't meet, and then criticizing for them for that? And uh, are you doing that to yourself? And it, it opens up this whole door, and then the, there can actually be judgment because they're not open. And of course, that's you know the whole point is to to cease judging that they're open. So with with people with Pluto and Virgo, I actually encourage them to let themselves off the hook and to do affirmations that release themselves from obligations to others and the feeling that they need to serve others. That's the first step: is uh, being willing to accept where you are and what you're feeling. Because a lot of those people over many lives have found themselves, uh, you know, trapped or tricked or deluded into. Uh, never-ending service, like the bottomless pit of other people's suffering kind of thing. So if you don't want to serve, then don't serve. If you do want to serve, then figure out how to flow in your heart. It means you have to deal with what's already in there. So we go back to putting our attention on what you've received that doesn't work for you. If you've received criticism, you might not be open to receiving other things. So you have to alter the file on the label Sorry, the label on the file. I'm doing that all the time, but Mercury's retro, so I'm doing it more. Um, alter the noun on the noun <laughs> of, of where that lives in your psyche. And with criticism, this is a big one. This is a big one. So I'm going to come back to that example before of uh, having uh, people in your family when you were young expect you to be a certain way or to have a certain social circle or to dress in a certain way. They're basically saying to you, this, our way, 
or my way is actually what will guarantee you success in this way of being. Now, you're 13. All you hear is that you can't do anything right. That's all you're interpreting. But what's so we have to be we have to find the part of us that can be strengthened enough to be grateful for saying, yeah, they really tried to get me to be like them because that was the only thing they knew that was the best thing. That's what they thought would work best. So people who have uh, been locked into service in different lives and, and, and sometimes feeling less than, because that is a Virgo story. We learn through relationships that are not equal. And if we decide, instead of choosing to be humble and then also caring for our own needs, if we instead decide that we are less than because we have to serve, then you know we will accumulate beliefs, which is to say karma, about uh, what's really happening. And um, you know, people with Pluto and Virgo have to serve. There's no choice. But they do have a choice on how it works, why it works, who is served, you know, and, and where the energy goes, and how much service is offered. And that's the real learning for them. But lots of times they will just uh, be critical of themselves for not wanting to serve if they're in that position. And sometimes even uh, if they're open and flowing and serving, they might be critical of themselves for being too open. So, um, you know, this is another way of saying that everybody has something to uh, course correct and come back into balance with. But uh, when it comes to being open to energy, you know, understanding this whole flow of uh, what we give and what we feel like we receive in return and what we've received that might not work for us, but we can transform our relationship with it. We absolutely can transform the relationship with it. And uh, it simply requires uh, going through our histories and changing the nouns on the nouns, <laughs> the, the labels on the uh, files in the uh, psychic uh, file cabinet about why something happened. Did it happen because you couldn't do something right and you got criticized? Or, you know, Did the crit- criticism happen because you couldn't do it right? Or did it happen because somebody was trying to tell you uh, what they perceived was the right way to do it so that you could be more successful? Again, this is the bird's eye view. And again, humans are energetic beings that respond emotionally. So if you have someone in your life that criticized you, then you have some, you, you might have somewhere in your field the, basically like a script, like a, like a script waiting to be unfolded every time somebody criticizes you about what it means. And that will close you to even compliments. Do you know somebody with Pluto and Virgo or heavy Virgo emphasis who can't receive a compliment? Do you know somebody you, you praise that person? You say, you just did that incredibly well. And you can see the little wheels on the uh, self-judgment machine inside the head. And the person is thinking. Sometimes they will say, oh, well, it wasn't that great. But the person you can tell is thinking. Yeah, well, you know, if I had actually read more on page three before, the night before, I would have been able to answer that question better or something like that. You know, uh, this kind of um, second guessing and critical thing. And so um, Virgo is just one uh, archetype that, that yeah, all 12 archetypes in the Zodiac, uh, people who have emphases will have different reasons for not being willing to receive. Actually, I'm going to jump around and do that with Gemini. Uh, Gemini is about curiosity and gathering new data. Well, if you ask a bunch of questions of people that, that the answers don't uh, serve you, you might not be willing to receive more answers. You know, like if you're always like if you're a little kid and you're asking everybody you know why is the sky blue, and everyone's saying you know giving you some baloney, you know <laughs> something that doesn't work for you, you're um, you know, you might be inclined to ask fewer questions later, which is a Gemini way of receiving info, opening up to receive energy. You know, if it's in, uh, you know, let's say that uh, we're talking about uh, Taurus, focusing on what's really important to you and developing your own skills, etc. And if you have uh, received uh, skills, if you've received instruction that doesn't work best for you, then your skills aren't up to par. You might not be willing to receive something later. You know, in Scorpio, you need to open up to um, share the truth. Well, if you've been lied to, if you feel like you've been betrayed or let down or abandoned, you're not going to open up. It, it's really that simple all the way around the wheel. And in the Energy as Money as Energy course, uh, we look at your chart specifically with the the not a full-blown karmic analysis. But what I do is uh, I look at what in your chart might speak to in the first week 
because the theme is about debt, where you owe, where you might perceive you owe somebody, or you might perceive somebody owes you. And then in the second week, the focus we have two class calls, and the second week is a focus on opening to receive, and they're related, but uh, you have to start with the uh, um, uh, perception of debt and owing first. And um, I'll go straight to your chart. And one person in the class uh, took it a few months ago had um, her south end in the sixth, so she might perceive that you know. The, see the see the world through a lens of being of her being less than. But then the most important thing in her chart that jumped out to me at that time was um, Saturn and Capricorn. Sorry, and Taurus. Sorry, in the second square the nodal axis. So she has a karmic history of um, having to work very very hard and perhaps having some skewed ideas about how much work is necessary. So I had her get into you know how much how much should you be receiving from what you give out and what's the yield that you expect on, um, on your work product. So, so kind of looking at this perception that work never ends and that has her energy flowing out. So she's not able to see, you know, how to receive because she perceives from this karmic history being, being shaped by real human experiences that, um, you know, that, that she doesn't receive, she just has to give. So I'll encourage you to check out that, that MP3 energy is money is energy. And um, the next uh, course, I think it's going to be in January, uh, the next uh, three-week course, and it involves channeled affirmations to to help you get down to uh, or help bring up parts of you that need uh, that don't agree that you should be abundant or don't agree that you uh, don't owe anybody anything. And then working with them, and then the two class calls are essentially uh, sets of mini readings for the small group. And so, you know, you get to learn about my approach to soul and astrology and these channel perspectives on energy and money and love and debt. And uh, receiving, uh, and also you get your, your your chart read as well as learning about that stuff. Uh, the next uh, the next uh, full moon call with Jehudi is for the uh, Sag- uh, Gemini uh, full moon, Sun and Sagittarius moon in Gemini, and that is this coming Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific for an hour. See tdjacobs.com for for details about that. And if you're having uh, a lot of um, a lot of uh, issues with uh, scorpionic stuff. Get the uh, get the the MP3 recording from the last call, the Taurus moon call. Taurus is always the antidote for Scorpio. You know, anything in an axis pair is always the antidote for the other one. And um, intensity, drama, things coming up under the surface. And actually, speaking of that, the very last announcement is that there's a free MP3 on my site. Uh, on the homepage, on the right-hand side, you look for new MP3s, and it's about uh, healing suicide, and it's channeled. It's a 68-minute MP3 from the Ascended Master Jehudi, which is uh, inviting us to take a compassionate look and also to understand uh, the effects on soul of a suicide. Incredibly important to understand the effects of um, despair, and also when somebody survives somebody else's suicide. This is incredibly, incredibly important. And stay tuned for uh, for more, probably in the new year, but some uh, opportunities for discussion groups to talk about that. But go to my site, tdjacobs.com, and download the free download, uh, Send a Master Judy on Healing Suicide. And uh, keep in touch with me to get a reading if you're interested after you hear that and you want to work through, through some things or anything else. Uh, $25 off until December uh, 15th. $100 readings for an hour through tdjacobs.com. Thanks for joining me. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy healing. Happy forgiveness. Happy uh, developing gratitude and finding the will to forgive. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.